Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. And every week, I love bringing you new dads to help you to be able to open your eyes, to learn, to grow, to be able to think about fatherhood in a little bit different way, because that's important. That's important for each of us to be able to to think about our own role as a father, but also listen and learn from other dads and be willing to listen and learn from other dads, because... There's no true playbook. I've said that before, and I think that that's true, that you know, when we jump into fatherhood, a lot of times we're, we're going off the experience that we've seen other dads do, but that doesn't mean that it's the same thing that we're going to do, and we have to learn from others to be able to be the best dads that we can be. So today, we've got another great dad with us. Adam Angel is with us. He's going to be talking to us about his journey as a father of two, but also uh, some things that he's doing to be able to help dads to be better dads. And we're going to be talking about that as well. Adam, thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. You know, it's my pleasure to have you on. I always love to be able to start our conversations, turning the clock back in time. And I know that your oldest is five years old. That's your daughter. And being that this is the Dads with Daughters podcast, I'm going to ask you some questions about being a dad to a daughter. So first and foremost, I want to turn the clock back in time. I want to turn it back to that first moment, that first moment that you found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter. What was going through your head? It's actually quite clear for me, and it's something that my daughter asked me about. So we didn't find out the the sex of the baby until the day of birth. So I remember her coming out and the doctor kind of holding her up and saying, call it dad. And I was so like flustered. I think I think we thought it was a boy initially. I mean, sort of like gut feeling stuff, which is, you know, whatever. And I was like, it's a girl. And, uh, and it's like, all right, cut the cord. And I did that. And, and we kind of looked at each other and we had pick names, of course, for both. And so I remember that very warmly. And, and my daughter really likes that story. Now, as you became a father, as you stepped into that journey of being a dad, a lot of times being a father, there's there's fear. I talk to a lot of dads and and jumping into this, there's a lot of fear of the unknown, fear of what what's to come, especially as being a father to a daughter. You know, there's just something about that that opens up some fear for dads too. As you look at the journey that you've been on with your own daughter, what would you say has been your biggest fear or is your biggest fear as you raise your daughter in today's society? Oh, good question. I, I can speak first that at the moment, you know, sort of that early moments of of my experience, we, we had gone through some loss prior to that and prior to having her. And so there was a lot of anxiety during the pregnancy. And so then post that there was still some of that that lingered in terms of the struggle of like kind of getting through that and and sort of trusting that she's going to be all right and so welcoming her was in that way sort of unique um because i was like i was very excited to have that but but always worried once some of that settled and i think it did pretty soon after that i remember being home and this is experience a lot of parents feel and i think a lot of dads too is like you get home you're like are you serious Who, who's supposed to take care of this kid you know so that that very familiar feeling was there for me too when i when she was home but definitely raising her and my concern I, i've noticed a lot and this is something as a, as a clinical social worker i when i work with my fathers as the fathers that i work with both in in the groups and also in individual work it's just and i, I feel this very much it's like am i 
going to be different than my father, right? And sort of challenge, you know, with with all respect to my father for all the things that he did do, just still thinking about how I can be better and thinking about, you know, what is it that I can bring to her? And so some of the, the worries I have, of course, is like, you know, just this desire to want to want things based on other people's needs and other people's wants. It's something that we've, you know, what I, every young, every child is different, of course, and something that we've worked and I've seen so much change in her in this last year. And a lot of it's very active, you know, me coaching her. And we have a lot of, I put her to bed every night. We do our um, nighttime routine includes like kind of like a, a made up story. It's kind of elongated. But at the end, there's some, there's some intimacy there where she starts to tell me about like what's going on with her and her friends and sort of what's going on. And we just talk through like, what is it that matters for her? And what is a friend? What all these like conversations, which I think have really just have seen her grow and say like, you know what, this person isn't treating me well, then that means that I don't need to do these things for them, that uh, my value isn't dependent on what they think. And uh, seeing that change in the last year has just made me so hopeful for her and how she's going to handle being an adult. Now, as you think back to the times that you have shared with your daughter thus far, and you look at the journey that you've been on in raising your daughter to now, what has been the hardest part in being a father to a daughter? I don't have a ton. I see myself as being emotionally capable. And at the same time, and I think it's because she's a daughter, but also because she's just, I don't know, some people call it an orchid. Like, she's just a little more feelings-oriented. She really is connected and, can, and like, there's no, <laughs> there's no bullshitting her in terms of, her, of what her feelings are and what she notices. And so, like, you know, when I, when I do have, which I carry, you know, from my childhood, the anger that shows up for me, just, like, being able to be with that and, and to repair. I mean, it's just... I wouldn't say it's insurmountable, obviously, and able to do it. But, you know, just seeing, you know, what sometimes can't be fixed till after I make the mistake. And just being present with her to repair is what obviously is the solution. But there is um, something that I've worked on very recently in the last year, which has been really just immensely important for me. And it's something I talk to a lot of dads about is being able to figure, forgive yourself, not just repair with her, but repair with yourself that... You know, she's, she's going to be okay when we make mistakes with them. And also, you know, you're, you're not a bad father. That self-criticism and that, that voice is really, it's not really useful, you know? It's not something ultimately that you need to keep going. It'll be there. You can say, hey, there it is again. But you can just move on from that and keep it going. Easier said than done, but, but something that's necessary. It definitely is necessary and definitely not an easy thing to do. We all make mistakes. And I think for for me, one of the biggest things is you have to be willing to be open and be willing to admit when you do make mistakes with your daughters, with your kids, to be able to show them that we are humans and we are fallible. And though we don't want to admit that, it's important and definitely something that we all have to do in our time and we will do in our time together as fathers, as parents. And it's Definitely not an easy thing, as I said, but it's something that we all have to figure out for ourselves and how that works in in that regard. Now, also, as you think about the time that you've shared with your daughter, as you think about the things that you like to do together, what's your favorite thing to share or to do with your daughter? Favorite thing to do? Again, I'm not, I don't know that it's an activity per se, 
one piece of activity but I, I mean sometimes it's, it's just for me it's us like laughing and talking and walking we do a lot of like walking my dog together we do like an errand together and that ends up being just that may not seem like oh that's an activity and like per se but I think it's the relationship that we're developing as we do those things it makes my life so so much better when we do them I'm not sure if there's any one thing that I would name, but I it's whatever creates this space for this intimacy, and I notice it happens when we drive, I notice it happens when we walk, and I, I mentioned it in, in like our nighttime routine. All of that is is like my favorite way of enjoying with her, and, and honestly, her humor, and she, you know, we, we connect very much, um, and so that's sort of woven in there. It's not all serious when I say intimacy. It's also just like joking around and enjoying each other's space. Now, I mentioned the fact that you're not only a father to two kids, but you have taken what you're learning as a dad and expanded that, and you've created something called Dads with Wisdom. And it's opportunity, I think, for you really to be able to take not only what you do in a professional role as a social worker, but also working with dads to help them be better dads. But I want you to tell me the story. What was it about the the journey that you were on as a father that made you decide that you wanted to work with other dads to be able to help them in their own journey and to create Dads with Wisdom? Yeah, I think it's such a confluence of things because it's it's both my journey and honestly, it's, the, it's been the world's journey as, as COVID's been sort of challenging us all in parenting and I think pushing men to, to do something different inherently by being at home that all happened at once <clears throat> that caused this. So what I'll say is that though I have a wonderful relationship with my daughter and I feel good about how I parent her as a dad, uh, I definitely think there was something lacking for me in the early years, like the first year especially, of like what I thought I was capable of, what I felt supported in. And I don't even know that I had the language for all that, you know, and and this is after I'd already done my work, you know, in terms of my original work of training, but I think my more recent work and and sort of retraining myself as a clinician and attachment-oriented studies and so on and so forth, I, I really, really have grown. And so when I, when we had my son, who was, I think, two weeks after we all went home for COVID. It was just such a different experience. Uh, my wife and I shared, she also had more time. I had more time to take. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons in terms of parental leave. And then I, at some point when we all both ran out of it, I just said, you know, I'm leaving my job and I'm gonna work part-time. And, and this all had this impact. And I also noticed that this was happening for other men. And I'd like see this story and like men asking like what, you know, sort of, or and first recognizing the silver lining of being home with their kids and at the same time noticing sort of the needs. And so at some point, I didn't know at first that I was going to be working with new fathers. I just put out there as I was opening my own like private practice that I wanted to work with with dads. And it got like, I think, no kidding, like several thousand responses from women and like five responses from men. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm doing something wrong here. And then I, you know, we, we worded it, tried a lot of different things. It didn't work. And then I got into a partnership with the Breastfeeding Center of Greater Washington, and I'm in the Washington, D.C. area, and, like, you know, basically created a online version of a dad's group, and when we put it out there, we had a wait list of, like, 40 people, 40 men, dads that had just had a kid. And, again, I focused it for, for dads from zero to one and made a, a 10-week curriculum to support them, which which I, I've edited over the last 
year running about seven or eight groups. You know, they didn't have enough money for us to run this group more than once or twice. So I asked them in, would you be willing to pay? And there are women's groups that pay. And so that's why I put it out there. And once I saw that that there was that willingness to do it, I said, okay, I'm going to commit some more time to this. Create a website, create it, you know, put, put all my energy into, you know, I might, might actually be on my LA a few hours a week th- theoretically, but but actually all the work behind it has uh, been a lot of work, and I've enjoyed it. It's it's kept me really just in my creative flow of like, what is it that men need? And I think I think we could talk more about it, but I'm not sure that they know <laughs> that, that all men know. And so part of the process has been understanding with them, like what is it that you really really want here? Because I can talk more about that if. Yeah, definitely like to hear that. I mean, what are, what are you finding with the dads that are going through your program? What are some of the biggest challenges that they're dealing with? What are some of the things that are bringing them to be willing to take that next step to be able to be in that space where they're willing to learn and willing to be vulnerable in that sense? Yeah, I mean, I think your words like right there are already kind of depending on which words you use. That's the sort of a person will show up, right? If you say support group, vulnerability, you know, you're not getting certain men. You, if you say learning and, and data and information, you'll get different. And what happens is that men will see what they see in the language that I put out there and they'll show up for different reasons. And so what I've come to learn is to I actually do like a little um, pre-questionnaire now that's like very easy to fill out so that that men actually respond as opposed to open-ended, which they weren't responding to that. And so what I have is I I have these 10, actually I have more than 10 sessions, and I have them pick from them which they're most interested in kind of ranking them. And so to offer ideas of what's most popular first, you know, I think all this, you have to remember these are zero to one. So sleep sometimes is like, just help me figure out how we can sleep, how my, me and my co-parent can sleep better and how to get our child to sleep longer and so on and so forth. And so, so there's a topic on that. There's a topic on issues like feeding and like what, you know, so that process to, in, the, in the early months. And then of course, like transition to salad. So some of this is like hard information and but I've come to see that a lot of the men are so are really showing up and, and actually what they describe getting from the group is really the relationships between the men themselves. Right. So it's like I want like what they'll describe is like I got a group of men that I didn't have and that doesn't mean they're all friends, but there may be some of them they they take with them as friends and some of them that they just appreciated being in the group with. And then there's the space to like talk about the transition. And I think this is a big one is like we cover PPM, PPD, PPMAD, which is really like language for what other people would call postpartum depression, the postpartum mood and anxiety disorders, instead of like, you know, making this all clinical and, and like, you know, separating the human humanity from it, which is like reality is like, this is an adjustment. This is just a, a, a life adjustment. And it comes sometimes with a really stressful, you know, view, you know, that you, you're viewing this as very stressful because it, it is. And you're also under lack of sleep and all, all these different pieces together and now you're negotiating with this not only are you trying to support your child but you're negotiating in your co-parenting relationship which is another very popular workshop which is like how do you manage sort of the relationship with your co-parent and specifically like a lot of the men are interested i think is a little bit of self-selection with this group of you know they want to be better dads right and we talk a little bit about like is it really 50 50 and can we do this in a way that you guys can still do things that you want to do like you 
can have a conversation about like maybe I really don't want to do this task and sort of thinking about what it is to be in a relationship that's very transparent right like about what you can and can't do and the things that maybe you're just not comfortable with because you never learned and so like being able to to learn and have space to learn so there's so much there um yeah there's just plenty more that we talk about developmental stages stuff like that um some of the people some got men really looking for that and some are just like i said like looking for a place to have a conversation about masculinity not every group wants that and so i i ask because in the beginning i was kind of determining that by myself and just testing it out i found that some groups literally literally will ask like hey we want to talk about this and how this is impacting us and others uh just want more uh, to get to the point of the information yeah it's really challenging because i think every father is at a different place especially you know whether it's at the very beginning of being a dad or whether it is that you have teenagers in your house or your kids are kind of grown and flown and, and leaving the nest per se and, and they're going. I mean, every father's at a little bit different place. And the willingness of a dad to open up and to talk about those things is challenging. It's challenging to get men to be able to be willing to talk about the concerns that they have and to be honest about it. And I find that to be the case when we look at the online communities that we've created in Fathering Together, that it's amazing to me sometimes that in a Facebook community that individuals will feel like they're being anonymous and they're saying things that you would never expect them to say while it's not anonymous. But, but it's, it's great because it allows them a space to be able to be who they are. And it allows them a space to be able to be, I'm going to say vulnerable again, even though that word can be triggering for some, for some dads. But I think that, that it's important to have a space and have a community that you can build, whether it's an in-person community, an online community, you know, or something that allows for you to be able to connect with other dads, learn from them, and be able to grow from them. No, I absolutely agree. There's no, there's no doubt about that the intervention is the relationships and that the, the sharing and the connection that we're having, because one of the things that comes up in, in sort of the pre-questionnaire or the pre-test, if you will, we ask them, is this like, you know, do you have other men that you can share, not just like the achievements of what's going on or, or a complaint that's like kind of general and not really seeking support from, but actually like who you go to and talk about when you feel like, I don't know, feel like crap about like what you did or how you're not feeling competent in, in some area or something like that. And, and I think this is, has been really helpful. Um, also, I think a lot of men have talked about like feeling more emotional and I talked to them about how there's a biology to that, like that actually your biology changes, testosterone drops, that this is a, this is part of the biology that we were given to, to take care of kids. This is very intentional in our, in our, you know, for, for taking care of our children. And so I think the fact that they recognize that and say, oh, wow, like maybe this is the cause of it and maybe it's not a, such a bad thing. And here I am feeling this and, and all these men are sharing this as well. So we've had very vulnerable moments and very, very connected and intimate moments in those, in those groups. And so it really is what the men put forth. And I think having a, a group of about eight to 10 men, there's usually one or two that will start that ball rolling. And then it really becomes, you know, a space for them to do that. So you've been doing this for a little bit of time. As you said, you've created some courses, you're getting men to be part of these different communities. Uh, what's the future for the communities that you've grown for Dads with Wisdom? I have a couple ideas. 
So I have a couple. One of them is, of course, we have these groups from from dads from zero to one, and these are these are uh, luckily because they're virtual and they're not. It's not therapy, right? So um, I, I don't have jurisdictional requirements for these. So I have like I had a dad from Seattle a couple times ago, and you know, it's just people can join. You know, it's at at that night, and so in this way. I hope that more men will find out and we'll be able to do more groups and ideally train some fathers either that have gone through the group or just someone who's really, they hear this and they, they want to do it in their community. Because I imagine we're going to go back in person at some point and, and when we do that, I, I you know, it would be great to see it happen locally. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out completely, but my, my feeling is that in the local realm, I'll continue doing this. But if somebody wants to, say, open up a version of this in their city, town, whatever, if they can do that, I will, I'm actually going to start a training for other dads, uh, provide them the curriculum, train them in a couple of days, and then I don't think they need to keep our name in it. Just just be, do whatever you want to do. You want to start your own thing and you want to like just be, have that little thing that says I was trained by it. That works for me. I don't really care. I mean, ultimately for me, it's about impact. Like I want to have more dads feel like they can go and have this antenatal care right like this is important like it comes i mean for me again like i've learned so much over this year even that even as i started i didn't know all the needs but i had my own personal experience which i'm sure a lot of men share there's no classes for us before the actual child even shows up i mean they're we're welcome but a lot of us feel we're taking up space in those settings that we we're here to support our our, our wives, our birthing partners. I mean, this makes sense, right? Because they're going through that. And yet we have a lot of stuff, you know, before having a kid. I think you asked a, a question around this, you know, sort of what was the, some of the anxiety, a lot of, I have an expectant dad's, it's like a two session version to prepare them, sort of process some of the questions and then prepare them for the birth and then prepare them for the, just a few weeks after postpartum. Because those are just, it's just such an important moment. I mean, a lot of men, have relationship to the pregnancy, but not as much as they have towards the birth and the day after. There's just this overwhelm that we all, I think there's, it's, it's really intense. And I think preparing them when I, so I do this expectant dad's thing, but I think having this locally and having someone that you actually can go and know and be in your community, this is one of my goals is to have these prop up in, in more places. And I have other ideas as far as like, you know, having older groups for, um, men who have uh, sort of toddlers sort of six, 18 months to, to maybe four or something like that. So I'm in that, that's in the works. I also want to support you know, dads that have been through the NICU. Some other ideas here, but, but yeah, as they get opened up, I will, will share more of that. And, and uh, I've had a, dads ask me, what, what's next? We did these 10 weeks. Like, what do we do next? Not every dad wants that, but I'm thinking about opening some open-ended therapeutic support, or maybe it's just conversations. I don't know. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> now, we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our Fatherhood Five, where I ask you five more questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? Ah, oh, geez. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> In one word, what is fatherhood? You know, the funny, the, the word that came to me was responsibility, but I'm like, I'm going to go with love. I'm going to leave that one back. I'm just going to say love. <laughs> Now, when was the time that you finally felt like you succeeded at being a father to a daughter? When she repeated back what I what I said, uh, like and handled the situation on her own. I didn't do this. I don't even remember the specifics, but it was, I did. I did this instead, like kind of like we were talking about. I was like, oh, okay, look at that. <laughs> 
Now, if your daughter was here with us right now, how would she describe you as a dad? Probably silly. Yeah, probably goofy, silly. And who inspires you to be a better dad? I have a plethora of friends that are wonderful fathers, but I mean, I think I think about where my dad came from and what he and you know chat was challenged with and how he came through that and built his own family. I'm definitely inspired by that. Now, you've talked about a lot of different things today. You've given some pieces of advice, but in finishing up today and thinking about dads that are out there, what's one piece of advice you'd want to leave for everyone? Yeah, I think I, you, when you were asking an earlier question about like some wisdom, I think there's a connection here it's around just just giving yourself some compassion as you do this, because it's, as you said, it's, it's not easy. It's challenging, and and as we go through it, inherently, we kind of go after ourselves, and so just really sitting with that and being like, you know, this isn't one; it's not going to help, and two, it's sort of like, you know, you're here too, like you're you're a person too, like it's important that you're a good father, but also important that you have that wellness for yourself. They work together to be a better family. Now, if people want to find out more about you, about what you're doing with Dads with Wisdom or or anything else, where should people go to find out more? Sure. For folks anywhere in the world, they want to join Dads with Wisdom. It's dadswithwisdom.com. It's also something you can easily Google. Um, It'll show up. So, and you can sign up even if it takes you because it redirects you to the breastfeeding center to sign up it um even though it's local dc because it's virtual you can join and then if you've had any challenges of course and you're in the dc maryland virginia area where i have my therapeutic license i'm happy to work with you one-on-one and also i support dads that have had loss in fatherhood and sort of perinatal loss and so i have groups for those and that's also virtual so you can show up for from anywhere for that too Well, Adam, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your story, for being here today, for sharing your own journey. And thank you for the work that you're doing with dads out there, with Dads with Wisdom. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Appreciate it. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons, we make the meals, we buy them presents, bring your A-game, cause those kids are growing fast, the time goes by just like a dynamite blast, calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men, get out and be the world to Best that you can be
the best dad you can be.